Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. With me, of course, is Matt Peralt. You can find us on Twitter at DanHarris80 and at Sports Talk Matt. The hottest NFL better that I've ever seen in my life. Matt, what a week for you, man. Well, it wasn't just the NFL, but yeah, I mean, you know, when you get on a roll like this, you just kind of ride it and you just hope that it doesn't stop. I mean, at the time of taping, we've hit 20 of our last 23 bets on the Daily Juice. If you got a bet late in uh, during the week on Wednesday, you actually won because I got a worse number than actually what, what went off at. It was a Wisconsin under basketball mm-hmm. play that I had at 138 and 134, 33 different books. When people bet it, by the time the morning came around, the number had dropped so much that uh, it was a, a beneficiary to the to the Daily Juice audience. So really, it's 21 and 2 for certain players out there. So yeah. I mean, when it's like this, I went five and zero in the Circa. Went five and zero in the Westgate. We went four and one. I mean, yep. just a it's it's been a crazy week. Yeah. Well, first, sorry for keeping it to just the NFL, but you know that's what people are here for the picks. Correct. So that's why I yes. mentioned that. But number two, you saw the board so clearly last week because yeah. even one of the ones that we went to, which was the Colts, like we kind of lucked out in that game. And you of? were on the other oh, side. Boy. That was a- right, <laughs> right. You were on the other side of that one originally. So. Yeah. Yeah, you I wanted knew. the Texans, and I mean, it, yeah. it very easily could have been the Texans if it wasn't for that fumble by Sean Watson at the yeah, goal line. Yeah, that's the right so, side. Yeah. That, that was the right side, yeah. But whatever, we'll take it, obviously. As you, as you said on the Daily Juice, things even out. This is the whole point of how it works. But we'll break down every game this weekend. Let's recap the uh, the DraftKings contest. As Matt said, we went 4-1. and one. We hit on the Saints laying 2.5 to the Falcons, the Colts laying 3.5 to the Texans, as I just mentioned, the Patriots getting a half a point from the Chargers. That was not close. The Washington football team getting eight and a half from the Steelers, and we missed on the Raiders laying seven and a half to the Jets. Now, I said last week on the show that I thought Matt and I needed to go 14 and one over our final three weeks. Remember, we have one bye week still to go. Matt attacked my math as usual. (laughs) Matt goes and he later on realized that he was wrong. So we do need to we did need to go 14 and one to hit 60 percent right now. That is still the cutoff for being in the money. We went four and one. So we've got a sweep. We've got a sweep Oof. right now. It may not end up that way. It may be a little lower. But right now, that's where it is. So let's get into well, this right now, we, Matt. Though? What'd you say? Where are we? We're at the low 200s out of 691. So 290? So the top, we're 215, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we're there. I mean, and I think the top 80 right now are getting paid because it's tied and stuff like that. So we're there. We gained, I don't know, 100 spots last week with a four and one. We will move up. If we got it, and I remember a lot of people, you know, it depends on the bye weeks that are remaining. We have right. one. So one of the next three weeks could be this week. Don't know for sure. We have to take one of our bye weeks. But Matt, let me ask you, because we don't talk about this other than one pick, which we'll get to, which my guess is going to be your top pick. <laughs> um, we don't talk about it much. Are You loved last week. Yes. I didn't. You loved last week coming in. Do you love this week as much? I don't love it. I like it. I don't love it yet. Okay. I'm coming All around right. on it, but I'm, I'm in the like you know, I'm in the beginning part of dating. I'm not married it. it yet, but I'm close. I'm coming Got around. It. There are games I like. Okay, well, let's talk about it now. Uh, let's start with you. And, you know, there was one game that we talked about, and there was a game that we had to talk about because it's a game that if we'd like, by the time people are listening to this, we will have already played. And if so, we will play it on Twitter. Is that your number one pick of the weekend, Matt? It is. And it's it's if you listen to the Daily Juice, you already have this, but... I'm all over the Rams tonight, and I think this is, if you look at the alternative point spreads in Vegas, it's 10.5 for a reason. 
because I think this is a 10-point victory for the Rams tonight. I don't think the Patriots are going to score. I think the under is a play as well, but I think the Patriots, I have it at 27-17, somewhere in that range, 24-14, somewhere in that range here for the Rams. And I, I don't get the Patriot love. I don't get the Patriot play. I don't get the money coming in on the Patriots. I know all these stats are pointing towards the Patriots on a Thursday night victory, short you know, short week. They stayed out there out west. Right. They're beating the Chargers, 45 nothing. blah, blah, blah. All those stats have Tom Brady at the quarterback spot, not Cam Newton. Don't think the Patriots can score at all here against the Rams. I think it's a complete mismatch right now for what the Patriots are good at doing. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball, and I think you can play man-to-man defense with Jalen Ramsey in that secondary and put eight in the box and say, go ahead and try to run the football. And the Patriots, I don't think they've got an offensive line capable of blowing out holes like that. So Rams, 10 points or more tonight. I can usually... I feel like make a case for myself as to how one team's going to win a game, especially when it's a single digit spread like this and under a touchdown. It's really hard for me to see a way. I mean, this is dumb because people, by the time they're listening to this, this game has been played already. So I don't want to go crazy with it. It really is tough to see the way that the Patriots win. And the consensus spread, by the way, it's five and a half in our contest, which, by the way, one lesson I've learned is that the Matt Peraltisms are (laughs) full of nonsense. Okay, Matt Matt will make a rule until it's not a rule. Also, hold on. Have I bet a five and a half? I don't think so. No, No. but the fact that I hold to my rules, I'm betting this one because I don't care. You can give me up to nine and a half and I'm still taking the Rams. All right. Uh, The other thing that I've learned is that if I'm on a position, Matt usually won't listen to me. But if he goes and talks to, quote unquote, smart people who are also (laughs) on the same side, he's willing to be convinced. But regardless, of course, why wouldn't I do that? I get it. I get it. What's weird, Matt, is the consensus line that we're showing like across is four and a half, not even five. I, I, I. it's, it, it, there will be books before this game kicks off that will be at four. Why? I mean, I, I legitimately can't figure it out other than, you Bill know, Belichick move- versus Anthony Lynn has them convinced that it's Bill Belichick versus uh, Sean McVay is yeah, as, big, but- as big of a mismatch as last week. That's not, though. Anthony Correct. Lynn is like in a class by himself. I Correct. Guess. I mean, you've I agree. seen them. Obviously, they they, you know, in the Super Bowl, like they they figured out how to you know, keep the Rams from scoring points, but they had different personnel. The only way I really see this is if like the differential and special teams, Patriots are really good, you know, Rams stink, right? They're third in DVOA and special teams. The Rams are 30. So it's going to take something like that. So I'm going to put it in. Think about the logic of that though. You're going to bet. No, you're right. The Patriots are going to score points in special teams where it hadn't happened all year. And they blocked a field goal for a touchdown, had a punt return for a touchdown. So it's going to happen in back-to-back weeks after not happening all year. Come on. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's going to be in the picks. And by the time you're listening to this, we're either probably really happy or really we disappointed. we haven't taken any advantage. Of, I mean, there have been numerous Thursday games. We taped this on Thursday Correct. this season that we both have liked and said, yes. oh, well, it's Thursday. We're taping it. We're not going to take it. And we have not taken advantage of the rule that you can place one bet Thursday. That's it. Correct. The one pick. And then the other four yep. later in the weekend. So yep. we haven't taken advantage of this. And I just think this is a situational play for me. Patriots, you know, back-to-back weeks on the West Coast. And look, take all these numbers about like teams that were favored on the road that win and come back at home on a Thursday at home, lose their 3-9-1 against the number. You know, I don't care. I, I don't care what numbers are. It's this Patriots team without much talent in the on the wide receiver and core, no tight end to catch the football. I mean, they already saw the Damian Harris Wildcat against the Chargers, so you can't yeah. even you know you can't even shock them by going with that because they've already seen it. So 
I, I, I mean, look, again, tomorrow when this drops, I might be looking like an idiot, but if the Patriots win this game, I'm ecstatic. As a Patriot fan, I'm in love. I don't see it. Yeah, I mean, the best thing I could say is that I think the public still, because of Belichick and because of the leftovers from Brady, looks to get excited about the Patriots. And, you know, a game where they win 45 to nothing right. and they beat Arizona, that I could see the money coming in necessarily on the Patriots. But the sharp players, this just doesn't seem like the right line to me. Well, I, anyway. I mean, that's what I don't get because I don't see everyone I'm talking to. It's Rams, Rams, Rams. Right. And, and, and then people that are on Twitter are like, well, the experts are picking the Patriots. I'm like, what experts picking the Patriots? No one I'm right. talking to. So, yeah. I mean, no one I see, no one I follow. Everyone that I know is on the Rams big tonight. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel comfortable with people I trust that they, like you and other people, feel like, how are the Patriots scoring? And yeah. Belichick's a master, but I mean, this is a really tough spot in my mind. Yeah, me too. So I, I'm almost positive we're going to be picking this game. So I'm going to put it in right now with pencil, but we're going to assume that's in and then we'll have a fun night going on uh, here. Okay. Uh, I have, I, so that, that was actually my, my number one, Ooh. but that shows you just kind of how I knew you were going to go with it. So okay. I figured that we were going to go with it. <laughs> I don't have strong feel like I have like five or six games that I'm like, all right, I could do this. Well, there's, the, there's one stat to bring up here. So 10 of the 16 games this year have road favorites. So okay. it's a, it's a, it's an awkward week for that reason. We got a lot of short lines. Yeah. There's not a lot of big lines, but there are a lot of short road favorites, like two and a half, one and a half, threes all yeah. over the board, which is kind of tough because it's really okay on a neutral field. It's a six point line. If you're favored on the road by three. So it's, it's, it's a little bit of a difficult week for that reason. Yeah. Okay. So I, here's one. I'm going to throw this one out, but don't, you know, this is not a, this is my my number one or my number two. Like it's legitimately a large. Legitimately, that's a great word. Legitimately, that's a yeah. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. How about there? Uh, I'm gonna go with the Bucks laying six and a half to the Vikings in Tampa. So here's my my rationale, and then we can talk about it. Uh, it the Bucks are of course off a of bye, which I think is pretty important. I I don't know if there's ever been one. I I should research it whether there's ever been a week thirteen bye, and for an old you know, quarterback like Brady, but just for the team. I think they really needed to catch their breath. There are a couple of concerns here. Mike Evans, you know, was was downgraded. You know, he was still battling the hamstring. Then I guess he didn't play today, which never is a good sign. But Chris Godwin sounds like he's going to be fine. Uh, Ali Marpet is finally going to come back. That's a big sort of thing. And really, I think when the Bucks struggled, they just struggled against good defenses. The Vikings, if they could get pressure, fine, but they don't get a ton of pressure. They're dealing with injuries themselves with Hendricks, who's down on defense. Kyle Rudolph doesn't sound good like he's going to go. I think really, you know, they're going to be able to stop Dalvin Cook for the most part. Cook is fantastic, but it's a great run defense. And then I think if you're going to put it in Kirk Cousins' hands, like, <laughs> good luck. You know I like to fade Kirk Cousins, yeah. and we talked about how last week. So I think this is a game where the Bucks actually come out. They need to win. They come out at home and put up a big number on the board and under a touchdown, I feel okay about it. So the Bucks laying six and a half is one of my picks. I like it. It's on my list. I like it. Okay. And I like it for a couple of reasons. One, Brady over a, you know, coming out of the bye, traditionally Tom Brady, you know, this is with Belichick, obviously, yep. but coming out of the bye, they normally have new wrinkles. They normally put in either new route trees or they mm -hmm. put in new type of alignments. And so it changes up what they were doing. And I think Bruce Arians will be smart enough to do this. The, the only reason why I hesitate, the only reason why it's not higher on my list is because I am hoping and I am borderline praying 
that Bruce Arians has changed the offense during the bye week to incorporate more short passes to stop this down the field crap. Yeah. And just, I know you got Mike Evans and Godwin and whatnot, but let's talk about slant routes. Let's talk about, you know, yeah. guys in the slot. Let's, let's bring back what was working earlier in the year with Scotty Miller. Let's use the tight ends as much as they were before, not just in the red zone. Uh, if they do that, I think they'll put up a big number here and they'll score a lot on that secondary for the Vikings. And I think they'll cover the line easily. So that's my only hesitation that is Bruce Arians really that stubborn or does he finally wake up and realize what he's got at quarterback and put in better pass plays for his quarterback? So I think he's been disappointing already. The fact that he's like, why are you still doing this? Like you and I can sit here and watch this and as smart as the two of us are and as much football as we watch, like, He's an NFL coach. Like, we know that this is not the game plan you should be running right now with Tom Brady. Like, it's very clear what you should be doing. So the fact that he hasn't done it yet is nerve-wracking. But again, I agree. Off a bye, they need to win at this point. This is nothing. And again, this is as much a a fade of Kirk Cousins, which you know we like. You know, we're always like, when's the Kirk Cousins fade game? It really was last week, I guess. This is a team that could have easily lost to the Mike Glennon-led Jacksonville Jaguars. They're just not that good. I think the Bucks come out here. I think they make a little bit of a statement. So I do like the game. Again, not not something far and away, but let's put it on the pencil list, and we'll we'll talk about it going in. But it, we're on the same side, so that's good. Who's your next one? Okay, so I, I've got two teams that I'm really concerned about in December as to what they've done early versus what they've done late. One's the Raiders and one's the Cardinals. First, let's start with the Raiders. Indianapolis in our pool laying two and a half. There's been money here that's trying to push this to three. It probably will be three by the time the game kicks off or higher. But I'm really concerned about where the Raiders are. And and I think there are some legitimate issues with that offensive line with no reaching incognito. They're not running the ball nearly as, as successfully as they were. Derek Carr, after starting out really hot, has now started to turn the football over and starting to really regress. Yes, Waller is an absolute beast and I love the guy, but... I mean, Aguilar's come around a little bit. I know you've got some third-down guys who can move the chains, but just the fact that the Jets were in that game Mm -hmm. and they should have won the game if it wasn't for what I call, I heard heard it today, a a suicide play call by Greg Greg Williams, which I thought was an awesome way of describing the the zero Greg Williams is my hero. Don't worry about it. Greg (laughs) Williams is my hero. That he did to to go ahead and hit Ruggs down the sidelines. Ruggs fumble in the football, not looking good. I mean, that game was on him if it wasn't for for that. I just think Indianapolis, because there's no pressure coming on Phillip Rivers, I I think Pittman has really stepped up and played nicely. I I mean, obviously you got T.Y., the running game's coming around. I think Indianapolis is just a much better overall football team here. I'm laying less than a field goal. I'm, I want Indianapolis minus two and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. I I again, let's I, right now. I think we're on the you know we've got three games that I feel pretty decent about. It was on my list. I I have backed the Colts a lot this year. This game against the Texans scared me a little bit because I really thought that this was one that the fact that you probably should have lost to yep. a. Yeah, a team without Will Fuller, without Roby, really nerve wracking. Rivers is is clearly hobbled by the toe. But I agree. They found a way to get T.Y. Hilton involved, whether he was fully healthy or not. They still have Michael Pittman Jr. They are thankfully turning it over to Jonathan Taylor on the ground a little more. And their offensive line, by the way, is getting healthy. That is a, a big deal for them. They were beat up a little bit. I think they're going to be basically at full strength in this game. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm good with this. I, it's one of the ones that was on my list. 
So I feel pretty good about it. And yeah, and again, I I like to just see what the general, our consensus is on the bet analyzer. 74% are on Indy as well. I That seems to be the right side. Under a field goal, Matt, that, yeah. that seems to be the right side to me. Now, what was the other one that you were talking about? Arizona? No. Well, yeah. So it, the Giants are catching two and a half points against the Cardinals at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I think the much like the Cardinals, I mean, sorry, much like the, the Raiders, the Cardinals are flailing and the Giants are playing really good smash mouth December football. Yep. I like what Joe Judge is doing. I don't care yep. who played with whether, whether it be Colt McCoy or Danny Dimes. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. I, I know getting Fitzgerald back is, is big, but he lost nine pounds during his COVID-19 battle, and he definitely is not going to be 100%. You just don't right. come back. I've had this darn virus. You don't come back that fast, and you're, you know, look what happened to Cam Newton. Look how kind of, you you sometimes are just in a mind fog. I was in a brain fog for a good month and a half after COVID. It just, it's not something you want to play around with. I, I just think the Cardinals are in trouble. I think this is, the schedule is going against them. I don't think Kyler Murray is healthy. And the Giants, yeah. I mean, I, I just think they're coming around and they're playing really good football in December, catching two and a half points at home. I, I like the Giants. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's not one of my favorite. Like, I don't put it in the same bucket as, you know, the Colts okay. with the Raiders. I, I would lean that way. If I'm if I'm forced to pick a side, I would. It's just, it's, it, you know, it's weird, Matt. Sometimes I find it hard, even we're into week 14, you know, and you know, I, I look at players really closely because I project and everything before the season coming in. It's just hard for they're playing really well, the Giants, their defense in particular. And if it's legitimate, then, yeah, this is the right side for sure. And again, Murray, it's a lot of it is on Murray, who doesn't mm. look fully healthy. I just don't I don't I don't feel that comfortable with it. Like, I'm still he just waiting. running. Murray yeah. stopped running. I mean, I know. he's their best weapon. He just I know it has to be because he's not healthy. Yeah. He's just not scattering around like he normally does, picking up first downs and burning defenses. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's put it on the maybe list. Okay. I, I, I do. I won't really want to know your feelings on this one, Matt, because, again, you were the Bills fader of mm. the whole season on the you list. Were all you were all over them <laughs> on the list. <laughs> They're yes, on the list. Was. Wait, wait. W- They're on the list to take the Bills. Oh, no. The Steelers. Oh, yes. Good. That's where I'm at, too. <laughs> Very good. OK. I got nervous for a second. Um, oh, no. They're getting two and a half points against the Bills. This strikes me as a massive overreaction to, to me. As to what we saw, the Bills looked awesome. The line flipped five points. Is that what it was? It it flipped five points. It was two and a half for the Uh, Steelers. It's now two and a half for the Bills. Yeah. Five points? Get out of here. And they they look great. And you were on that game. You were all over that game. I was on the other side of that game, frankly. I thought the the 49ers would find a way to win. They weren't even close. Yeah, you were all over that. And it's like the Steelers, I mean, give me a break. Like they they can lose a game. Everyone's like they're not going to go undefeated on the season. Big deal. Washington football team is underrated. They have a very strong defense. What does make me nervous is the fact that they are so horribly beat up at linebacker at this point. I mean, Robert Spillane is down. Vince Williams just went on the COVID list. They're they're really beat up there. Even Hayden is hurt a little bit. But there are spots. I, I think the one thing that you can think about is is Mike Tomlin is kind of a really predictable coach when it comes to betting, right? You fade him when they're like favorites, right? When, when it's the game that you know they should win. And when there's a rah-rah moment, when there is a people aren't believing in me, that, you know, this is what we need to come up. That's when you jump right on because he is an incredible motivational coach. Josh Allen looked like the best quarterback in football this past week, but we've seen it. We've seen it now for a couple of seasons. He is 
super inconsistent. Yeah. He's going to come out one day. He's going to look like the best quarterback in football. And the next day you're going to be like, what is this human being doing at this moment with the ball? So sounds like I don't really need to convince you the home field advantage, by the way, you know that like I, I fear Buffalo when there are fans there like right. that, that's when it gets nervous. Now I don't, it does, means nothing at this well, point. So. I also think if you go back and watch the game against Washington, uh, how many drops did Ebron yeah. have? Nine? But they always have Ten? that many. The unfortunate part is that they are always dropping those balls. Like Deontay Johnson and Eric Ebron, they're drop machines. But my, my guess is though, that like, I, I wouldn't want to be like playing for Tomlin at this point if right. with all those drops, right? Well, like he's, in the Ravens game, they didn't look good. Right. So, I mean, they've played a bunch of games where they've had to play a, a ton of... Look, I just think this is a prime-time game. Everyone's yeah. selling on the Steelers. You know, maybe they'll run the ball a bit more. I mean, the Bills can't stop run anybody running the football. So I think that maybe they, they kind of go back to old-school Steeler football and run but that's a little Right, that's that's part of the unfortunate part is that the Steelers really have no run game yeah. at this point. They, they were beat up on the offensive line, but they choose just to throw. That's fine. But you're going to, I don't know. Also, I do, this last game, and I'm, I'm analyzing it more from a fantasy football perspective, I, yeah. I do not know why Chase Claypool suddenly was not on the field nearly as much as he had been in the past. He's a great playmaker. My guess is they'll get him out there more. So, yeah, I just think this is a bounce-back spot. For yeah, series, I love so. it. I mean, two and a half, kitchen two and a half. Yeah. I, I'll bet it. I'm waiting to see if I can get three or um, Yeah, four. right. Oh, so I'll I mean, be all before, over it before three. I bet it, I want three or, or higher. Yeah. But it's a primetime game for the Pittsburgh Steelers here yeah. to come back and I, I mean, look, anytime I can fade Josh Allen, I'm fading Josh Allen. <laughs> I know. And after a game where you were like, nah, Bills, Bills, for sure, Bills. Yeah. I was like, wow, okay, I don't know where we are. So, yeah, okay, good. That's another one then. All right, what do you got? You got any others that you like? So there's a couple other that, that I want to talk about. And yes. I, I wouldn't say necessarily that I'm in love with this. But how do you feel about the Philadelphia Eagles catching seven and a half against New Orleans? I have no idea how to analyze it with Hurts. I mean, t- talk me through it because I, okay, I really so don't I, know I what we're going to see. I think watching when Hurts came in, what I saw was a spark. Yeah, I, I saw an offense that was working. I, th- I saw receivers getting open. I saw Sanders running hard. I saw the offensive line, which is a complete mess, but they were blocking well enough. And I think because the line's a mess, you need a mobile quarterback who can run around and Hurts can run over people. He, he's he's tough enough to run through linebackers if he needs to. So mm-hmm. I, I think I saw something there that made me go, okay. And then Taysom Hill has been running the ball really effectively, but the you know the run defense for the Eagles is not horrible. Yeah. So I I wonder if you got I'm catching more than a touchdown here seven and a half I I think everyone's gonna just gonna go ah oh, Taysom Hill and the Saints here we go but it's their third consecutive road game for New yeah. Orleans which is something you almost never see in the NFL three consecutive games on the road is really really rare and if you want to go old school gambling adage you always fade the team that's on the road for the third consecutive week right and wow. now is the road I mean is it does it mean as much with the fact that there are like few or no fans in most stadiums? At I think this it's point? more it's, travel. It's more it. that you're okay. constantly on the move. You're never situated yeah. in your home or in, in your bed. You're always, you know, getting up and flying. And then with all the COVID pr- protocols and everything else that goes into it, I I just think the Saint. I mean, the Saints. Well, I think they win the game. Yeah. But I'm catching seven and a half points. Like, that hook matters to me a lot there. Well, it's funny because I'm looking at the consensus lines available in the market and it's six and a half now. So right. that would probably be a different story for you, right? If that were the line in the Oh, contest. yeah, without a doubt. I mean, six and a half is dangerous. I, I yeah. still would look at it at six and a half, but seven and a half, it's on the list because it's seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think that that one's kind of iffy for me, mainly just because I think what you're saying is right. First of all, the offense is going to look better just because it can't possibly look worse. Mm. And what's funny is that as bad as that offense has looked, I mean, they should have covered against 
the Packers, if not for the Aaron Jones, like 80 yard run at the end. Right. They were going to cover that spread despite looking like the worst team in football. Their defense is legitimate, but it makes me a little nervous for me to not like really know what we're going to, you know, see from Hertz, given that now this is not a random. Let's put in this guy. Let's see what happens. Oh, everybody doesn't know how to react. Is he going to run? Is he not? You know, suddenly these very, very slow wide receivers are getting open when you give a team with a very strong defense, you know, six days to prepare for the game, whether or not it's still going to be quite that easy. So I think it's more something where if forced to pick a side, I think I would go Eagles, but I don't think I'm ready to put that one in the contest. So that's that's fair one. Let me throw out some other ugly games, which I also do not like at all. This is, you know, if we talk about ugly teams, Matt, that I'm like, why don't we bet on this team? It's usually the Falcons. You were surprised that I wasn't on them last one. They are laying two and a half points to the Chargers. This is basically as much of a fade of Anthony Lynn and the Chargers as it is to do anything with the Falcons. But the Falcons are playing better. I mean, let, let, let's talk about I'm, the Chargers. I'm going to blow, I'm gonna blow, your, blow your mind here. You're on the Chargers? Yeah. Matt. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That That's interesting to me. Matt, this is what I was looking at this up today. Okay. So weighted DVOA is basically takes into account your most recent games. Yeah. The, wor- the worst team in the league in total DVOA, offense and defense. Who do you think it is? Who's the worst possible team in football right now? Forget about the Chargers. The worst possible team. The Jets, right? Oh, yeah. They are yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. They are yeah. last in DVOA. The second worst team in weighted DVOA is the Charger. The best, better teams than the Chargers. The Bengals, the Broncos, the Cowboys, the Jaguars, the Lions, the Eagles. They are second to last. They are playing terribly. They are incredibly, terribly coached. And again, I think under Raheem Morris, the Falcons have been better. They yeah, have. You know, but should they be laying defense. points again, to any, they should, the should the Falcons be laying points to anybody? It's that's that's a very, very fair point. <laughs> that's a very fair point. And again, look, again, I just like to see where generally the experts sort of go, just generally how it breaks down. And it's 58% are on the Chargers. So not an overwhelming sort of thing, but that that is probably the the feeling about it. And it's on the road. But for me, man, I don't know. I, at this point, I'm probably just going to fade the Chargers every wow. single time. That see, I, see I, I think Herbert's got a chance to put up a big number here that, against a crap defense. Yes. So I, I, I agree with that. I agree. So with that's that. why I, I don't, I'm not so worried about the Chargers defense as much as I think that Herbert throws for like 350. Yeah. That's he just true. Has, a, has a monster, monster game yeah, because maybe he we'll has, talk about that. You know, back to back, back to back weeks, he hasn't done well. But I, yeah. I just think Herbert's going to bounce back and, and yeah. look like he did about a month ago when he was passing the ball on everybody. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think all of that is fair. For me, I, I couldn't back there's like there's under no circumstances could I back the Chargers in any game at this point because I just I just don't feel confident. I mean, Matt, they were that game against the Patriots. We like the Patriots. We we like them yep. to win that game. I like them last. I, I like the Pats the last two weeks, and we, and yeah. we, we we've been on them the last two weeks. And That's then, true. And, and, and now we're off. Them. And now, now we're, we're off, off them this week because it was. Let's... I mean, look, this is sometimes you just see the board really clearly. Yeah. And this is what I said. I said win over the Cardinals, win yep. over the Chargers, yep. lost to the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> so That's true. Let's hope you're right. If you're yeah. listening right now, you know whether or not Matt was right, right, or whether they were. <laughs> All right. So let's let's uh, skip that game. You got a couple other games you thought that yeah, you thought so, were okay, interesting. Okay. I I, I want to talk through Ra- Ravens Browns. Yes. Okay. So uh, we were talking about fading quarterbacks and fading Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Isn't this the greatest fade spot on Baker Mayfield? Given yeah. What, given what he just did and all the hype and all the running around and all the waving of the, of the yeah. arms and all the nonsense he was doing. 
Yep. Isn't this now the time to fade him and to say the Ravens are going to get right here and smash the Browns? It's on my list. Yeah. Okay. It's on my list. I, this is Monday night, I believe, right? Correct. Yep. And yeah, and the Ravens are laying one, one and, and a half, half yep. in our contest. Right now, yep. the consensus line is up to two and a half. So yeah, this has to be. I and I like the Browns, and I've got I've got a future that I'm feeling pretty good about with Stefanski winning coach of the year. I I think he's done a good job with this team, but this team. And you were on them also, Matt. I mean, yep. I don't know. Whatever you were drinking last week, <laughs> I want some of it because you were all over the Browns too. I wouldn't let us take it. Yep. You were all over the Browns, over the Titans in that game. But I'm I'm totally ready to fade the Browns in this spot. And I think the Ravens are going to, they know what they need to do yeah. at this point. They know yeah. they basically got to win out, essentially. I saw some stat that said there's like a 40% chance that a 10-win team, even with the extra playoffs, is going to miss the playoffs in the AFC. Yeah. They've got to win. They know oh, yeah. they've got to win. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally good with fading the Browns and going with the Ravens in this spot. For yeah, sure. I, I love this. Again, this is a short number. It's one and a half. Yep. So it's basically a pick. And uh, I I just think in terms of coaching, I like Stefanski. I do. But I think yep. this is, you know, you're getting in, into December must win territory for the Ravens. They, yep. they had their swoon. And Lamar is back. Lamar's running. And yep. I mean, they should have all three of their running backs in this game coming up on Monday night. Yep. It's prime time for Baker Mayfield. And oftentimes yep. that means big time fade opportunity for yep. Baker Mayfield. And again, I, I mean, Zeke looked better than I expected him to look. But I think if you've got another week of health from Brandon Williams and from Calais Campbell, that yeah. the line, that the run defense is going to be very good if you're going to force Baker Mayfield. And again, remember, they don't really have any wide receiver that could possibly scare you. Jarvis Landry is a fine player at this point in his career, but Rashard Higgins isn't scaring you. I mean, Austin Hooper is not. They've got to run the ball. And if the Ravens focus on taking that away, I also don't think that the Browns are really going to be able to stop, you know, Lamar Jackson. They'll get Mark Andrews back. Hollywood Brown is playing better. So, yeah, I like it. I'm with you on that one. All right, let me throw out. How do you feel about the Titans laying seven and a half to the Jaguars in Jacksonville? Yeah, the, this is one of the games I, I've looked at closely, and boy, last week scared me a little bit because I, I was on the Jags last week plus ten against the Vikings. Yep, and I just I'm wondering can they keep the game close? Like because yeah. they're gonna throw in every down. Like they just they, oh yeah they don't care. Jags don't care. Jags are just chucking the football all over the place, and I'm a little oh. nervous about that defense for the Titans. Yeah, they just got I, shredded by the Browns. Yeah, I I agree. The biggest thing for me is again, I don't I don't love this game. It's over a touchdown, and I, the Jags have an innate ability to hang around. Yeah, somehow. And again, remember last week, as much as they almost won that game, I mean that the first touchdown of the week was that preposterous catch by Lavisca Chenault, which should have been picked. <laughs> like they they're getting lucky to hang yeah. around, and you can see an angry Titans team in this one, right? An embarrassed. Titans team. Now, A.J. Brown has not practiced this week, and he did hurt his ankle in that game. He came back. So if A.J. Brown didn't play, I really wouldn't like him that much. But I don't like the seven and a half. I That's the side I'm, I'd be on, but I don't like it better. We have five games right now, Matt, and we'll get yep. to them. But five games, they're like I'm totally fine with at this point. I don't like the Titans better than that. But if you were forced to choose a side, do you like them at seven and a half, or would you prefer I mean, I Jack? guess so, because Henry just runs the football like crazy and just, yeah. you know, chews up the clock, and they win, like, I don't know, like 28-10 or something. Like, yeah. I, I can see it. But, it, I mean, I'm nervous about my Titans nine and a half win bet because much like the – I feel like there was a couple – there are three teams I'm nervous about in December. We talked about two of them, and the Titans are the yep. third one that yep. I'm concerned about in December because that – Defensive performance was disgusting yeah. against the Browns. Now, yeah. granted, 
credit Stefanski, they practiced all week to stop Chubb and to stop Hunt, and all of a sudden, Baker came out and threw every down. Yeah, and They right. weren't ready for that. They were like, right. what are we doing? We, are, yeah. you know, we practiced stopping the run, and now we're stuck. And that showed a little bit of an inflexibility with, with Mike Vrabel, which kind of exposed him a little bit there, that they couldn't get out of their defensive sets. But right. I, I, I'm comfortable that they win. I don't know about the seven and a half. Yeah, I mean... My guess is that they will say, well, well, we'll try this again. We'll stop James Robinson. Then if, if Mike Lennon can beat us with, you know, DJ Chark and Colin Johnson, we'll take our chances. But over a touchdown, I get nervous yeah. regardless. Back I'm on that. Opportunity. I'm on that side. But yeah, I, I'm I'd be willing to pass. OK. Any other games that you're kind of liking at all? No, not really. I mean, I mean, I, I looked at the uh, I was if the Panthers had Christian McCaffrey, I would have taken yeah. the Panthers. Yeah. But without Christian McCaffrey, that's a complete no play now. I, I have to stay far, far away from, from that game. And it's really kind of frustrating because. And again, I, they don't have DJ. I mean, I'm sure DJ Moore is not going to play given that he's on the COVID list. And we right. don't even know if Curtis Samuel is going to play because he's, uh, you know, a close and contact. I can't, I can't back Drew Locke. So it's like. No, no, no. So stay away go. game. Completely yeah, so, stay away so, game. So that was the only side. I, I would have, with McCaffrey playing, I would have said, get on. I would have been on the table here, you know, three and a half for the Panthers, but yeah. uh, just too much uncertainty. So that, that was the only other game that I was kind of looking at. And then, like, gun to my head if I had to pick it I would take the Jets plus 13 and a half against the Seahawks also another game where there's no way for me to analyze that game and think that the value isn't on the Jets yeah and there's no way I can back the Jets right in the game like right like (laughs) that's what that game boils down to at this point I mean the The pros will take it the the pros who bet the board will take the pros are going to pound that number without a doubt they will love the 13 and a half they will be more because that is value on the Jets and the Jets to their quote-unquote credit, are playing better offensively. They're down Denzel Mims. That's not going to make a huge difference, but it does take away one of their weapons. But yeah, the Seahawks probably could win this game by 25 points if they decided to do it. But you know the Seahawks. They like to play close games. It's just what they do. Something's up there, though. Something's going on in Seattle. Something's not right right now with them. I mean, I don't know if it's Pete Carroll or... Russell Wilson believing his own press clippings too much, or D, you know the, the the league figuring out DK or what, but it's yeah. it's not looking great. The whole MVP Russ campaign has really stalled. Oh yeah, no, I I think that unless he he goes nuts at the end, I think that that race is pretty much over to the extent he was in it. I think it yeah. comes down to Mahomes, maybe Rogers, maybe Allen if he has a huge finish. Who knows. Uh, all right, let's get to a couple other games here. And I have I have a slight lean on on a couple of them, but not strong. How do you feel about the Chiefs laying seven and a half to the Dolphins in Miami? See, Tua playing leads me to bet the Chiefs. Yeah. So if it was Fitzpatrick, I would probably bet I'd probably bet the Miami Dolphins if it was yeah. Fitzpatrick. But I did, I just don't think Tua is the right guy to be playing right now. And I, and I just can't believe that the team consistently wants to force Tua. And he's a game manager at best. He's accurate with the football. I get it. But, like, you know, you're going to ride your defense. And the problem is when you're trying to stop the Chiefs, yikes. I mean, you've yeah. got to be able to score with them. I don't care how right. good your defense is. You've got to be able to score with them. And I don't think Miami can score with them. So my only concern is just that Dolphins defense has been so good at turning the football over. Yeah. Like, what happens if they get a fumble, a couple of picks, or whatever it might be? And, you know, the Chiefs haven't really been interested in killing people. They just want to win the game. It's true. They yeah. they want to they want to go into the into the playoffs and that's when they'll really turn it on. But yeah. they're, you know, they're winning games by 4 to 5 points a bit more yeah. too much for my liking to back them there. 
I agree that that really is the thing. They don't have the we're going to win this game by 20 points at all. They just don't seem interested in like, yeah. you said, because you definitely think you see, you know, you get high Patrick Mahomes, you have 45 seconds and no timeouts to drive the entire field. And it's like just a snap of his fingers and yeah. it's done. They could score whenever they want to do it, but they just don't seem interested in really going. You've got, again, the Dolphins, you mentioned it with their defense. Good at causing turnovers, but the Chiefs, I mean, Mahomes doesn't throw picks, really. So you'd really need something crazy. And I, I do see the scenario where the Chiefs get up big and you're going to force Tua to chase points. And I just don't think that's going to be pretty. But I do, again, I don't love it at over a touchdown just because, again, yeah. as you said, the Chiefs don't really put people away. How well, about the Bucks? The Bucks game is the clearest. You know, they had 17 points in the first quarter right. and they got outscored 17-7 the rest of the way. Right. So. Yeah. You know, that, that that's my fear is that like they'll get up big and go, OK, we're, we're, we're done. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, uh, guys, you got three quarters left and yeah, you yeah, gotta keep going. And then they, they yeah. just don't care. So that that's a problem. And it could burn them in the playoffs. But but that's a problem right now in terms of focusing for four quarters. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. What do you think about the Packers laying seven and a half? to the Lions in Detroit. Hate the number. I would have bet it. I, I I mean, I think, like I mentioned last week, that you know, taking the Lions in a spot to go ahead and, and win because it's now 3-0 and for teams that after they fire their coach, they've won right. the next game outright. Right. So <laughs> we talked about it. I said, look, I yes. mean... If, I, Somebody I take, pointed that out on Twitter, by yeah. the way. I said, I take I the Lions. Yeah. I said, yeah. you know, that this is just, you know, forget about what's going on. They're going to beat the Bears just simply because, you know... They just fired Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, right. and then the fumble happens by you know Mitchell Trubisky, which is yeah. you know kind of like a redundant comment, but you know <laughs> go ahead and he just blow, <laughs> blows the game, and then so so they go ahead and, and win it, and there you go. So this is a classic letdown spot, right? You win a game you're not supposed to. Now it's you know, right. interim coach this, interim coach that. They all know they're out at the end of the year. And you're taking on Aaron Rodgers, who's still very much in not just the MVP race, but also trying to contend for playoff positioning here. Yep, I just don't like the hook. Yep. On the road. Seven and a half just seems to be a little bit too that's that's a little bit too much. That's the exact same analysis I have. I, I like the Packers in this game. I think they're gonna win. The hook is the hook scares me too yeah. much because this is again, a teaser game. This is yeah. teaser. This yes. is Peralt two team teaser written all over it. <laughs> all over it. <laughs> I love the Peralt two team teasers. I agree. Yeah, this is just something where once you're because you know you're gonna have uh, Stafford will throw. There's not, not gonna be any Kenny Galladay in this game, but they should have DeAndre Swift back, but regardless. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to put up points and keep it, you know, potentially from becoming a blowout. So I agree. Over the hook, I don't like it. What about the Cowboys laying three and a half to the Bengals in Cincinnati? I I can't I can't pick either team. I can't trust either yeah. team. They both stink. They're yeah. both absolutely atrocious football yeah. teams. Yep. And it's just okay, who is gonna be Worse, like who, who's who's going to be the, the 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 worst of the two? And both our teams have backup quarterbacks. Both have defenses that give up big numbers. Both have significant injuries you have to worry about. I mean, the Cowboys have a better receiving core, obviously, but I mean, I no, just absolutely. Yeah. This is like my my least favorite game of the week. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. I and again, I I think we can assume that Ryan Finley is going to be the quarterback for the okay. Bengals. In which case, you, you know, I feel like. Do you know the movie The Princess Bride, Matt? Yep. All right, so I feel like it's that scene where Vizzini is trying to figure out the wine, like which one has the you know has the, the character poison. names. You know the character names. Oh, Matt, if we That's ever want to go pop, if That's you ever want to go pop culture or movies, we'll talk about all they like. I know the and actor's name. I don't know the character's name. And That's he's saying he's saying you know, but you would have known that I know this, so I clearly cannot choose the wine in front of me. <laughs> That's how I feel when I analyze this game. Right. Like this is why I cannot choose the Bengals. This is why I cannot choose the Cowboys. So a complete stay away from me. I'm glad you feel the same. 
Yeah. What do you? Th- I'm actually interested to see what you think about this next one. The Texans are laying one and a half to the Bears in Chicago. See, there's a couple things going on. One, I don't like if if, if this is Houston, I would say a different story. It's outdoors in Chicago, so weather's a question there for me. Yep. They don't run the football. Texans do. You're right. throwing like crazy. So what happens if it's really cold and nasty? I haven't seen the weather yet. So. Uh, but I can't, again, this is another one of these teams with interim coaches. As we head towards the final four weeks, what are they playing for? Right. Like, what's the incentive for this Texans team to lay out, for a receiver to lay out and get his head taken off? What's the what's the incentive for a defensive lineman to go ahead and dive on a football or dive and, 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 and make himself vulnerable? I just, right. I, I don't know what these teams are playing for. I mean, maybe Matt Nagy is going to be fired, but we know there's a new coach coming in Houston. So that's I just I can't trust either one of these teams. Although I do think if you're picking on quarterbacks, Houston's got the better quarterback. Clearly, coaches though the Bears slightly have the better co- have have the better coach. It's 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 hard. I, if I had to pick a side, I probably would take the home team. Yeah, I have been on both sides of this game to the extent I tried to pick a side, which I don't want to do because yeah. I just there are times you don't have to bet on every game, everyone. Like right. you don't you can <laughs> you can take some some games off. I'm going to be taking the Cowboys Bengals game off. I'm probably going to be taking this one because I've talked myself into both sides of this game, which is really more that I've talked myself out of the other side of this game because it's just something where I don't trust either team. I don't trust either quarterback. So I'm not going anywhere near it. If you had brought it up, I would have just said, nope, I've got nothing on it. And if you can convince me, then you are better at this than I am. Uh, Last game, I believe, I think we've touched everything else. The 49ers laying three and a half to the Washington football team. Is that right? Yeah. Isn't this the classic letdown spot for Washington? Mm -hmm. Isn't isn't this just the, Mm -hmm. you know, five, six, seven point loss to the Mm -hmm. 49ers to just run the ball down their throats and get out of there with a win? I mean, it's just... I mean, that was a Super Bowl performance. Alex Smith had 300 yards passing. He yep. was on fire in the second half. Chase Young came to life. That goal line stand was gigantic. The play Chase Young made. They finally made a couple of big plays on Big Ben late to intercept the football, to, to, to win the football game. I mean, everything went right for them against the Steelers. I, I think it probably comes back. If I had to pick it, I'd say San Francisco, but I hate backup quarterbacks. I don't like the hook it's True. three and a half yeah. it's three now the consensus line i'll i'd be much more willing to take the 49 if you came in and it was three and you wanted the 49ers i would take them because for all the reasons this is like yeah. the, this is like the you know you you think about classic like you know buy low sell high i mean there is no what selling high there is no selling higher than what washington just did the 49ers just got obliterated by the Bills on national television. So that's a spot where you buy them low. So I would take them. But over the hook, I don't like it. So, all right, Matt, I, I think we've got it. I, I think we've got the five. And that is the Rams laying five and a half points to the Patriots, unless the Patriots cover that spread, in which case we never pick it and you can't <laughs> prove it. Uh, the Bucks laying six and a half to the Vikings. The Colts laying two and a half to the Raiders. The Steelers getting two and a half. From the Bills and the Ravens laying one and a half to the Browns. Oh, so say that again. So Bucks minus six and a half. Yeah, Bucks minus six and a half to the Vikes, right? Okay. The Colts minus two and a half to the Raiders. Yeah. The Steelers getting two and a half Good. from okay. the Bills. I was, I was nervous we were going all favorites. No, we. I yeah. know. I, I. We. We really is. I mean, it's still. It's too many favorites, but 
to be fair, like one of the favorites, the Ravens are laying one yeah, and a half. So that's a yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, the Colts are laying two and a half. You know, yeah, they're I short mean, favorites. It, I'm, I'm right. yeah. So, so we have we we have four dogs. We have four favorites, one dog, but really two dogs because of the Ravens. So it's really a exactly. Card. I'm fine with exactly. that. Yeah, yeah. It works. yeah. And again, we we'll, we look we're we're honest. We'll we'll let you know if we change. We changed one in this last one. Uh, I can't. What did we change it to, Matt? Oh, the Colts. We swapped in the Colts yes. in this last one, and we took out the Chiefs, right. which. Was Didn't a good cover. swap, a right. very good swap. And again, that was a huge spread, which I just think we can't do with the Chiefs at this point yeah. anymore because they're not interested in it. All right, that is great. I will will tweet it out. So when you'll know when we stopped recording this because it's about to be a tweet that's going to come out <laughs> that we're going to take this game. But we are going to take the Rams. I hope it goes well. I hope the rest of our picks go well. As always, don't forget to tune in to Matt's live stream. Matt, what have we decided to do now with the props that we're going to do oh, here? Oh, great point. Yeah. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. So your props are going to be my, gonna be my props. So okay. I'm going to bet your props every week. Okay. So you're going to okay. give me five. Okay. I'm going to bet it, and I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to tell everyone your props, which are becoming the Daily Juice live stream props yep. every single week. Yep. So kind of combining our efforts here down the stretch, because you're doing all this great work to break down games and making projections. Normally, yep. you're giving two to three, but since I think you're on an eight and two run. I think props. actually I might be eight and zero. Oh, I think I lost the two before that. I think the last three weeks. I may be wrong. I think it might be eight and zero oh over the last. Okay, three. that's possible. I think I was adding it up, so very possible. Yeah. Eight in a row and eight out of your last ten. Yeah. you've hit. So yeah, I think it's better. I've been going two and two or one and three pretty yep. much every every Sunday. So I think it's better and smarter for the audience and better for the win for the listeners to just yep. take your props, make them my props, and go ahead and give them out on the live stream. I think that's totally fine. And again, my my process just so everybody knows, I do actual projections because I project for my fantasy rankings. And then usually what I will do when I have time is I will compare my projections to the available props in the market. Part of the reason why I haven't been great about it with Matt, poor Matt on the live stream is like, where are the props, dude? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm busy. It's because I, my process of refining my projections is like a four or five hour process. Matt knows I'm Dang. almost always messaging him at yep. like 1 a.m. my time, <laughs> 2 a.m. on Saturday mornings because that's what I do. That's how I need to do. I need to get all the available information. But we have been on a heater. So we will try to keep that going. We'll try to keep Matt's NFL betting going. Again, we're going to take this through to the end of the year. Then we're going to figure out, you know, whatever we'll be doing with the playoffs. But thanks for sticking with us. Hopefully we'll get back and closer to finishing into the money. Again, my name is Dan Harris. That's Matt Peralta. You can find us on Twitter at DanHarris80 and at Sports Talk Matt. And for now, we will talk to you next week and the same time.